We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yesterday was the uh, postseason press conference. Chris Greer, general manager, and Mike McDaniel, head coach. So, uh, obviously, the pressing issue, I think, this offseason is going to be Tua. But I think they kind of put it to bed. Here is Chris Greer when asked uh, if Tua will be the starting QB next season. Yeah, I would say with Tua, he's our starting quarterback. So, uh, you know, I don't know how we could say it any more clearly that we've been that way um, through this season and what he's done and um, what Mike and Tua, um, Bevel, Chandler, the coaching staff have all done. They've all worked tremendously hard, all of them together. So, um, you know, Tua's... We anticipate him, worked with talking with the doctors and consultants and everyone we've dealt with. Uh, we fully expect him back next year, 100% ready to go. And then uh, we'll get through all those decisions. You know, like I said, just like we talked about every player on the roster. And obviously I understand because it's Tua, and that's why the question's being asked. But uh, we'll go through our process. But he is our starting quarterback and will be next season. Here's what I love, Crowder. Every year. It's been some kind of cloud hanging over Tua, and no one ever comes out, right? With Brian Flores, it was always, well, he is the uh, guy behind the center right now in this very moment on Wednesday. Like, there was always couching, and I love the fact, today's what, January 17th? So that was yesterday, January 16th, that... Chris Greer is saying, I don't know how else I can say it unequivocally. He's our quarterback. I love the fact that, hey, this is your team, Tua. By the way, I feel like he's earned it. So I know the Tua detractors out there are probably annoyed by it. But I love the fact that it's definitive. He's our guy. I don't know how more uh, clear I can be about it. And that's how it's supposed to be on all successful teams. Like, uh, you know. We, if you, you have a successful quarterback. If you have a good quarterback. Yeah, and that's but like if you like the the teams that are still winning right now, 49ers are one thing with uh, Brock Purdy, but yeah, you have a quarterback, but he never has a question. Josh Allen never walks in that building (laughs) and says, "Ooh, wonder who's starting this week." You know, Patrick Mahomes, these guys, Dak Prescott, they're giving them big money because they're the guys. If you want a a team to be a successful team, the structure of that team, Hawk is. We get a good quarterback. We dedicate ourselves to him. We build a team around him. We win. That's the way it's supposed to be. Now, are there conversations going on about his health and, you know, what happens if he doesn't come back or if he doesn't get another concussion? Yes. But right now, to your point, I love that they're locking in the tour because we saw when he had that stretch middle of the season and was balling in the MVP race. A couple more cuts that I want to play about Tua. So here's Chris Greer, and one of the reporters asks him about Tua being more prone to concussions, and Chris Greer says, no, that's not the case. For a year with concussions, again, I'm a few credits short of my MD, but what I've read is that you have a couple, you might be susceptible to getting more easily. Um, Is that a concern with Tua, and what confidence do you have that this won't be a recurring issue for him? Well, I think from what our doctors and the consultants we've talked to through the NFLPA, that is not a true statement. So uh, for us, um, I don't think he's any more prone than anyone else. So uh, for us, we're just going through and letting the doctors and the medical staff and 
um, the people in the <laughs> in that field, like you said, that know a lot more. But um, from everything we've been told, that is not a concern. Yeah, specifically, the, these are the doctors that are working with him directly and individually, as opposed to a generalization. And then um, one more I wanted to play here where he discusses to his helmet because one of the reporters asked him about, you know, how about how about like a like a, a more secure helmet? <laughs> Wear three helmets, by the way, is my is my suggestion. But here's <laughs> here's helmets. Chris Greer talking about Tua already has a, a very safe helmet. Well, what's interesting is that his helmet is one of the higher rated helmets. It's like in the top two or three, I think, in terms from the NFL rating. So it's it's uh, I believe it was I think three or two. If I'm wrong, you can check it. But it's in the top for um, helmet safety. So uh, I think with every player, that's a choice that they make because they all like the comfort feel and whatever. But um, I think those will be discussions that he'll have with all of us equipment doctors and stuff but it is um a, a very safe helmet in terms of how the nfl is rated helmets yeah do everything safe that's that's my personal opinion <laughs> yes do do <laughs> tape a pillow to the helmet on the outside hell <laughs> you're laughing hawk you know that little pad they put on the lineman's helmets during camp like you know what yeah Put that on his helmet. Yeah, like this. Throw this looking cool crap out the window. We need us to start quarterback for seventeen plus games. Yeah, running back. Your position, your job now, instead of uh, blocking, is if two is getting sacked, you have to throw yourself under him. You have to take the brunt of the hit. Um, There was one other uh, question that is interesting, obviously, for Dolphins fans, and and there's a big question as to whether or not they're going to pick up the option. On to what? What is the date, Solana? What did I read? Is it by May? I think. Ah, man, I don't remember off the top of my head right now. Anyway, here, here is. Uh, I think it's by May. Here's Chris Greer uh, a- answering the question as to you know if they'll give to an extension. Chris, how do you approach to his contract coming up with the fifth year option and, if possible, an extension? Of course, like I said, we'll have discussions and talk through it, and just like. Um, we'll have discussions with Christian Wilkins, all these other guys who are coming up here. So we like to discuss. <laughs> are you open to a fifth year option? Taking the fifth year option? I think all everything's on the table for us. So all right, so everything's on the table. They'll they'll listen. Uh, don't goof around with Christian Wilkins though. <laughs> let's get that dude. Uh, <laughs> let's get that dude signed for a long time. Long he time. Just, he just made a bunch of money this season. Oh my God, did he make money this season? Yeah. Holy yeah. moly, did he make money? And I hope um, it's a dolphin check, but there's going to be a check. Yeah. I uh, I want to play some cuts from Mike McDaniel. We'll do that in the next segment. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. To a tag of Leoa. Hawk and Crowder. Here's uh, here's one more cut I wanted to play for everybody. This is Mike McDaniel yesterday's with Chris Greer. And uh, obviously, Coach McDaniel was asked a whole bunch of things. But uh, he was asked about some of his biggest takeaways from year one as a head coach. No, there's a, there's a lot to learn each and every game, just each and every experience. I didn't really realize how rewarding a lot of things would be I didn't realize how you know certain things not going your way would keep you up quite as late at night I think all in all I I think that's kind of the nature of how I've learned to try to attack each and every year um, in anything you do 
is find more to learn from than the average Joe. So that doesn't change in this seat by any stretch. There's new things that happen every day. Um, I'm excited to have a little uh, experience with handling each and every one of them. Although I've thought about it, it's a different thing to really attack it. And then, you know, the you learn that you are only as good as everyone you work with. I think I thought about that going into it. Um, that was a principle and philosophy of mine, but truly living it, you can't, you just rely on a lot of people uh, deciding to go in one direction. And that is, a, it's a humbling experience, but it's also very validating and re reinforces what the position truly is, is that you are um, a, a service to uh, a lot of people that are trying all to do the same thing and, and trying to orchestrate that is, is not easy, but it sure is worth it. I will tell you this. Um, and, and again, I started the show today criticizing him on that delay of game and then the, the fourth down debacle. Um, in my opinion, they got the hire right. He's a good head coach. I think he has the potential to be a great head coach. Obviously, there's some you know bumps in the road when you're uh, a first-time head coach, but I think they hired the right guy. I like him. Oh, 100%. What he did to Tua after the question marks there. And, like, he, it was a blunder. What he did, those, those delay of game penalties, wasting all those uh, timeouts. Like, he knows that everybody knows it was a mess up. But you learn from that. First-year guy, like he was talking about what he learned, that was a learning curve. I would say, Hawk, he is going to spend hourless and hourless sleepless nights worrying about him getting wasting those timeouts and not getting the plays in the time, and that's going to make him correct that. I do believe in him. And to that point, Hawk, I'm with you. He's the right guy because I believe that he's going to correct his mistakes. That, that's a perfect thing to, uh, to uh, say. I, I, I think you're right. I don't think he's one of those guys where, oh, yeah, that was a bummer or, or that they shouldn't have told me from up top that it was a first down. He is going to spend sleepless nights figuring out how do I avoid that ever happening again? And that's probably a, a good trait. So it's, it's the opposite side of the story I tell about Paul Pascaloni, who's one of the worst coaches <laughs> I've ever had in my life, when if you messed up or if it didn't work, he would always say, my stuff works. Y'all are doing it right. That's why he's never had success coaching where McDaniel takes, takes responsibility and says, let's adjust, let's move forward, let's get better. I'm going to say that I probably have some of those Paul Pascaloni traits uh, because usually it's your guy's fault if something doesn't work right. I'm just <laughs> yes. saying. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.